to assist in the proclamation of this life-giving message, he had called and sent the 12 apostles, and now he was calling and sending 72 others into the work of bringing this good news to people in towns and villages everywhere. This call to discipleship was a call to community. Discipleship means much more than just the transfer of information. In John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Discipleship, then, cannot be centred solely on personal growth or the well-being of the Christian community. It must reach beyond them. By going in twos, the disciples embody this message that proclaiming the good news of the kingdom is not a solo performance, but a communal and relational activity. Jesus goes on to say, Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. That doesn't sound very comforting, does it? <laughs> what normally happens when lambs find themselves in the midst of wolves? They become lunch. <laughs> but what Jesus is actually saying is that he is sending us out armed with a vulnerability that mirrors his own and is to be summarily met. This sounds counterintuitive. Usually when we engage with the people around us, we want to do so from a place of power. We want to show that we have our lives together, um, or that we are good at something, or that we have something to offer. But it is within this realisation that all you have to offer is God, that he can really use you. A personal example of this vulnerable call to discipleship is when I was given the opportunity to go into Winchester Prison with Prison Alpha. The prison, as you can imagine, is a pretty oppressive place. As you enter, you are stripped of everything you own and thus begins the maze of corridors with countless heavy doors being locked firmly behind you. However, as a team, we were able to establish good relationships with the prisoners. One particular prisoner on my table was extremely receptive to this good news that we were bringing, but was struggling to read the only Bible that he owned, which was a hefty King James Version. I was able to, with permission, bring him in a message Bible, which he was grateful for. To thank me, he made me a small wooden cross necklace adorned with coloured gems, which he proudly presented to me during one of our sessions. During Alpha, he decided to give his life to Jesus, and after the course had ended, I was invited back to the prison to witness his baptism. This is a real lesson that we have to be authentic and vulnerable, even when it feels uncomfortable. Vulnerability is an honest humility and need for intimacy, which begins with God. God doesn't see our weaknesses and deem us not good enough. Rather, that weakness creates a need for God, and therefore an opportunity of intimacy and vulnerability in our relationship with him and those around us. In today's passage, Jesus first told his disciples to pray. Then he told them to go. Then he told them how to go. 
Jesus instructs his disciples not to take anything with them. I imagine the disciples, much like me in the prison, must have felt pretty inadequate and ill-equipped as they were tasked with a mission that felt way over their heads. Jesus reassured them, though, that no matter what they faced, they were not to be distracted by material things. Their trust in God would be enough. Therefore, if we put our trust in God, there's no need to be afraid to be ourselves or feel not enough. Vulnerability becomes refreshing and freeing. Jesus next says, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If the head of the house loves peace, your peace will rest on that house. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for workers deserve their wages. Do not move around from house to house. And I was struck here by the sense of reality that these words assume. Those who Jesus send make a tangible difference. Your prayer for the peace and prosperity of the family shall be heard and answered. It is also interesting how Jesus told them to be supported. The Cambridge Dictionary defines hospitality as the act of being friendly and welcoming to guests and visitors. Jesus' principle is that you must take your support from those to whom you go and from those you help. This promotes a two-way relationship. You are giving them spiritual benefit and they are giving you material support. Just as Jesus with the woman at the well of Samaria said, give me a drink, and he gave her the truth. Just as I gave the prisoner a Bible and he gifted me a wooden cross. Jesus goes on to say, he who listens to you listens to me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Now, we're not to take this rejection personally. We are to bravely love and speak, heal and set free in his name. Jesus warns that many will scorn and reject us, but some will receive our words, his word, and find salvation. Of course, I was overjoyed that I was able to make a difference to that prisoner's life, much like the disciples towards the end of the passage who went out reluctant, but who returned radiant. There had been a large harvest, and it worked. The power Jesus had given the disciples was even more than they realised. Jesus warns, however, not to be thrilled by power. This is very important. You must be more thrilled about the grace of God than the gifts of the Spirit. You must be more excited that he has written your name in heaven than with anything you have managed to do in his name. Don't be thrilled with power, it will go to your head. Don't be thrilled with success, it will inflate your ego. Be thrilled that you are in the harvest. So where is Jesus sending you today? Where does he want you to carry the gospel? Who around you at work, school, in your family or neighbourhood, need to know the love of God and the message of salvation. Let's pray. Loving God, we come to you as a people who know your love, and for that we give thanks and praise. 
But Lord, we know there are many men and women in our world who don't yet know you. And we pray that you would use us in the places where you have put us so that others may hear the good news of the gospel and be saved by your goodness and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.